Welcome to Animals to the Max. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. This show is about animals and the people who dedicate their lives to them. And welcome everybody back to another episode of the Animals to the Max podcast. I'm very excited today. I have on my buddy, Jared Miller. Now, if you don't know who Jared is, let me tell you about Jared. Jared is an American zoologist. He presents animals on television shows. He has traveled the world. He's done a number of conservation projects. And I actually used to watch Jared as a teenager. A fun fact is the same person who discovered me for The Tonight Show with Jay Leno when I was just 14 years old is the same person that put Jared on The Tonight Show. So we've worked with the same people. And when you do these television talk shows and you present animals, it's a really, really small world. So I knew that one day Jared and I would meet, our paths would cross. And it was so cool last year, as you'll hear the interview, we met in Park City for an event. He was speaking and we provided some animals for him. And him and I just clicked and just had such a good time. So Jared sent me a text message and he said, hey, I'm starting this new business and I would love to come on the show and tell you about it. And I thought, well, why not? So that's what this conversation is. This business idea is genius, Hounds and Hops. It's actually based in Buffalo, New York. And it is a really unique business that you're going to hear all about. Basically, that includes a dog park, dog grooming, dog training, along with craft beer and along with wines. And it's all about providing an experience for the people in Buffalo, New York, and with hopes to take this everywhere around the country. So you're going to hear from Jared today. You're also going to hear from his business partner and buddy, Bob. Bob is great. And as always, if you do want the full interview, check out that after show because we really dive into animals on television, uh, primarily talk shows, and where that future is headed. It's a very interesting discussion. Might be a little controversial, but anyway, so if you enjoy that, check out that after show. All you have to do is head on over to patreon.com slash animals to the max. Now, before we get to the interview with Jared, I did mention this in the last podcast, but if you have ever wanted to go to Africa, but maybe you feel overwhelmed, maybe you're single and you're like, you know, I don't know who I would go with, or maybe you feel overwhelmed with just typing in an African safari on Google and just seeing all the pop-ups come up and you don't know where to travel. You don't know what shots to get. You don't know if it's going to be safe. You don't know like what's included. Cause I feel like when you Google an African safari, so much comes up, it's overwhelming. And a lot of these safari operators are selling you these excursions that might seem really ideal, but when you break it down, you realize that there isn't enough time to do all the things that you would actually want to do when you go to Africa. That is why we started Maxi Safari. So if you wanna go on safari with us, I am so excited. We're going back to the Greater Kruger National Park. We're gonna be going on safari in the Manuleti Private Game Reserve, staying at the beautiful Tent Swallow Safari Lodge. We're then gonna be going to Boulders Beach in Simons Town, which we're literally gonna stay above the famous African penguin colony. Like you stay above at Tent Swallow at Boulders. It is incredible. And then we're gonna do things like we're gonna snorkel with seals, kayak with penguins, the list goes on. And we have an additional trip to Zambia if you'd like to add it on. So those dates are October 31st through November 9th, 2024. And then the added on Zambia portion to go see the very famous Victoria Falls is November 9th through November 12th, 2024. For more information, just email maxisafari at gmail.com or check out the link in the show notes. Okay, with that said, I've rambled on 
enough. Let's get to it. Jared and Bob, welcome to the show. Hey, Corbin, how you doing? I'm doing so good. It's been a long time since what? Last year, Park City, Utah was the last time I saw you. What a blast. So, yeah, we are, uh, so everybody, yeah, Corbin and I, actually, that was the first time we actually met in person. We've known each other for years and have, you know, done the podcast and, and you know, talked on the phone and stuff. But that, we had a really fun, uh, fun event up in Park City. We got to hang out with animals and, you know, it was just, it was really awesome. Dude, that was a dream. By the way, my animals have never stayed in a nicer hotel room in my life. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty swanky. What was it? The, um, the was it the Leaf Erickson? Yeah, Leaf Erickson. Now, you have to explain it, though, because they gave each of the animal handlers, which was me, they gave us this beautiful suite, but it had, like, two fireplaces, multiple bedrooms, a hot tub on the balcony, on the side of a mountain. It was just... We, we had, like, a golden eagle in the bathroom. We had the snapping turtle in the tub. I couldn't even believe they let us in this place. It was pretty amazing. As, as always, you know, that's what we do. We, we travel we travel in style, Corbin, and then also, too... Um, and then we just we just we bring the animal kingdom to it as well, which which always makes it a blast. Yeah, that was great. A funny story too is like just on a complete side note, but that place I remember telling them I said, okay, we just need to get in and get out because that's just how we do these types of events. But then we got to the hotel and my wife and I are like, we need to stay another night. We have to <laughs> we have to figure something else, you know, something else out. So we ended up staying an additional night. It was great. I know it's fun. I mean, and then remember my flight got delayed too, or my flight got canceled. We all kind of serendipitously, uh, whatever that word is, serendipity, <laughs> but whatever that would be, uh, just kind of ended up staying that extra night, which, which was a blast. Yeah, it was yeah. so cool. I'm so happy to reconnect. And I mean, first of all, I guess we should mention Bob. Bob, welcome to the show, man. Thanks so much, and it's great to meet you. It's great to meet you too. Well, Jared sent me a text and wanted to do the podcast and. He was talking about this this business venture, and I found it really interesting. And I remember back in Park City, you had mentioned something about this. And I remember saying, man, this is such a great idea. Can you tell the audience what what your new venture is? This is really exciting. Yeah, this is super fun. And just to give everyone a little bit of context, it's uh, so Bob and I actually, and Corbin, you were, when we were talking about this Park City as well. So Bob and I actually got together on a, on a uh, original project, uh, which was the Safari Park concept. Do you remember when... Uh, we're talking about building the park, and so Bob, um, and I'll have him explain more, but he, you know, he comes from uh, a background that's all about startups and, and, and funding and developing um, companies, you know, of any scale, like from, from small business all the way up to uh, the large company that we're looking to grow uh, Hounds and Hops into. Um, so yeah, it was just a, just a perfect, um, perfect situation where we're working on one project and then uh, Bob and I had that conversation. He, he was like, you know, he always wanted to get into the uh, dog care industry. And then, you know, it just clicked. And, and Bob, if you want to tell everybody, you know, how this idea kind of evolved into what we have today, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So while we were working on getting this zoo business model built and, and, and starting to pitch that, I had to take my dog to go get groomed to the grooming appointment. And my cousin has always been my dog groomer and she had has worked at various places. And I found myself driving 40 minutes, you know, away from my house to go to my groomer for my dog. And I just said, geez, Jared, I go, this is, this is kind of crazy. Like I should just open my own grooming studio. And he goes, are you serious? And I'm like, well, I've done a bunch of startups. I am kind of, I'm a little crazy that way. And um, it, that's really how this took form. Jared said, well, I've had an idea for a, a, a dog-friendly, dog-themed bar. Like, why wouldn't we incorporate dog grooming and all these other services into it? So after we started pushing the idea around, um, it, it just it came together as a canine campus. So our intention for, is to have dog grooming, which is open right now with a bottle shop. 
Um, we're opening dog daycare in the spring, and that's also going to incorporate an indoor-outdoor dog park right at one of the marquee buildings in downtown Buffalo. So it's it's a really cool story for us, how we got together, how we formed the business Hounds and Hops, but it also really plays into the revitalization of downtown Buffalo and, and being in the location that we're at, Seneca One in Canal Side in the Naval Park. So basically, to in in a nutshell, you could go get your dog groomed and then go and have some beer or have some drinks or have some appetizers. And I mean, like, is it? It's like a full. Can this be like a full day event while you're waiting for your dog to get groomed, or how does that work? Only a social experience for your dog, but also for people as well. So again, it, it makes it fun. Now it's like you know, like the husband's not going to worry about you know he's not going to regret taking the. Um, uh, dog to the groomer because he can go have a couple of beers or a glass of wine, hang out with his buddies, and we're kind of creating this whole experience. But as Bob mentioned before, you know, it, it doesn't stop at grooming. I mean, really, the, the, the scope of this is really uh, taking that aspect of people socializing. You know this. I mean, you got you and your wife do wine tours, and you got, you, you're into this industry in a certain way as well. So we're kind of taking that little bit of hospitality, that, you know, the beverage industry, and really smashing that together with with just top-notch canine care. Well, I think it's so smart. People love their pets, and they're always looking for something to do. And you know what's so popular here in Idaho are those, like, microbreweries coming up? And there's always a sign, like, bring your dog. It's almost like it's like people are already bringing their dogs to these types of places. I was just traveling to Charlotte. And, of course, a very dog-friendly city there. And you just wonder why, how come Buffalo doesn't have something like this? So we're really creating that. We've got a lot of other places that we've traveled around the country where you see you see certain aspects of companies and breweries in particular doing it the right way. And you say, well, why can't we have that here right, at Buffalo, right in Buffalo? Yeah. And, and one reason is, is that I'm sure everyone knows is that Buffalo, you know, much like you know, even where Corbin lives in, in Idaho, it's like here in Buffalo, we're, we're like in this weather microclimate. Like, you know, the, we're right on Lake Erie, especially our building that we're in now, which is a 40-story building. We're literally a hop, skip, and a jump from the banks of Lake Erie. And so the lake really dictates the weather. So when people hear about Buffalo, most people just think of winter, you know, and, and, and blizzards, and which we often get. And Buffalo is really interesting because we really only have about three to four months out of the year where it's pleasant to be outside. And even in that middle, the summers get hot too. So there's really maybe, I would say, two months out of the year where it's like perfect weather to be outside with your dog. So what we're doing for Buffalo, which we're trying to extend that period of time that you can spend with your dog by, first off, our outdoor park is going to be under an underpass, like an mm -hmm. actual highway under doing a, a 5,000 square foot dog park, outdoor dog park with every bell and whistle and uh, a concessionary and a little wine garden, a little beer garden, uh, splash pads, toys, things like that. Um, and it'll be under another underpass. So when the snow might start here in November, you might go well into December because, and, and even on rainy days as well, you're protected under this underpass. And then right across the street, this is what's most exciting, we're building a 30,000 square foot completely indoor dog park. So we're basically taking the outdoors and bringing it inside. And so now year round, and this will work well here in Buffalo because it's such a cold place, but it also works well, let, let's say if you're in Phoenix, Arizona, where it's super hot. So this is the model that we're creating is we're kind of creating this indoor experience where you have all the fun and hospitality as you would going to a brewery or going to a winery. Um, 
but with a huge selection of, of everyone's stuff. We're not selling just one particular brew. We're dealing with probably, I'd say, at least 500 different brands of craft beer, wine, ciders, hard, hard seltzers, all of this stuff. Um, but then also imagine not only being able to socialize with your dog, but also having that quick, direct access to grooming, to training, to boarding, mm. to uh, dog daycare, to all of that them right at your fingertips all in one place all inside you know for all the single people listening what a great place to meet somebody right yeah <laughs> well corbin you hit the nail on the head because my first thing was is like when i, I lived in new york in uh, years ago and i remember there was this bar down the street that used to have this event called leashes and lovers and it was a dog <laughs> dating event that it was every thursday night and people would bring you know, singles would come and they'd bring their dogs. And sometimes the people would hook up. Sometimes the dogs would hook up. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> it's, it's really, it's, it was funny. So you hit the nail on the head because that really plays well into the social aspect of it. Like we were, we're making this, make your best friend better one beer at a time. So you're making your dog better because you're, they're socializing with other dogs. You're socializing with people. And basically it's, it's everything you'd want, like in a bar or brewery but also inside of an indoor dog park. Now, it's pretty fun. So at trivia nights, dating nights, all that stuff, I mean, bands. Okay, now what if someone's listening and they're like, I don't like beer, because you know I don't drink alcohol. I mean, I would still go to your your, your hounds and hops, but are you going to have other options for those who, who aren't into the exact brews? Yeah, what do you think, Bob? Oh, absolutely, yeah. We'll have general concessions, food. We're even toying with the idea of, uh, doing some type of like signature hot dog, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stay That's so funny. Um, so it could be a make your own hot dog type type setup to get us to, to get us going. But of course, like we'll have seltzers if you're not a beer person. We'll have a great selection of wine as well, and in uh, potentially other spirits down the road. Yeah, yeah, and actually, uh, and even on the wine aspect too, we we're kind of looking at, and this is something where, where Corbin's wife is, you know. You're, you're right. She's a Somalia, correct? <laughs> She's working her way up to it. I always joke that I'm into the animals. She's, She's into the wine. I yeah. yeah, you guys were opening like $300, several, <laughs> several bottles of wine. Those wines were, yeah, she was so great at the wine. Everyone loved it. Yes, she's great. So that's what we were kind of thinking too, because, you know, we, instead of, you know, we want to actually have that a little bit more quality too. So if you're going and that, that plays into the visitor experience too, because, you know, obviously we'll have like your basic beers and basic things, but we really want to focus on really cool craft beers. And, you know, we, both of us get to travel. I just was in California yesterday and I had an opportunity to like hit up some really fun West coast breweries. And it's been fun because we're, we're going to start collecting these brands and stuff and bring them all to Buffalo eventually as Hounds and Hobbs grows like as a brand we want to have like access to signature brews and signature ciders and signature wines and things like that and then even going a little more in depth with the wines is you know we want a decent bottle of wine like we're looking at probably having wine at price points you know from 50 to 200 dollars you know instead of you know it's no no 10 dollar bottle of wines we'll, we're going to do something where people will really you know have some quality stuff quality so, Jared, did you ever see yourself going this direction in life? And can you give a little, like, a quick backstory on your very vast, extensive career in the media with animals? And just if the audience doesn't know, can you kind of give us up to date? And then did you ever see yourself, you know, like, going this route? Well, you know, I mean, it, what's really crazy about it is, like, Bob and I both, and, and everyone that's involved with Hounds and Hops, too, it's like, 
you know, we're, we're all dog people. We're all dog lovers. I mean, even though I've, I've had opportunities to work with wildlife and, and travel and, and see animals in the wild and, and work in the zoo industry, I, I, much like everyone else, my, my first, my first uh, uh, experience and where I fell in love with animals was with the family dog. So it all really, this is full circle for me because even as a kid, before I got into wildlife and then eventually into, you know, traveling and TV production, you know, I used to train dogs and I used to do, you know, go to dog shows and stuff like that and I was really into it. And that's, that's why this is almost, you know, 30 years later, it's, it's almost like a complete circle. And Bob's actually experience with dogs um, is the same way. And in his current situation with his wife, and I'll have him explain more about, um, you know, they've always been so into, in, much into dog rescue. Mm. So that's yeah. when, when my wife and I first met, you know, my background is, is finance ops, right? So rather dry sounding. Um, and I've worked on a, a number of different startups, different, various different industries. And when my wife and I met, we, she was very much into uh, helping out and volunteering with a local dog rescue. So all of a sudden, I, I went through a period of time where I really didn't have any pets. I didn't have any dogs. I get reintroduced to it, and you know they're, they're part of your family. So I started participating, volunteering with a local rescue. Uh, we would go on transports and bring dogs, you know, from out of the area into the area to get adopted. And when this concept just kind of all rolled together, it was like I can use my passion for for finance, for for businesses, um, and also for for pets. And you know, you know, my favorite dog was actually one of our beer characters, Rusty. Um, so I think we've done a really nice job playing on the dog theme in how we're also going to organize like our craft beers, our wines and, and seltzers and other products that we're selling. here. So it's just, it's been very, very fun for me. And it's, it's great to bring these, these two, these two pieces together, you know, in my life. Now, is there a separate business that's going to involve all the crazy cat people? It's funny. We're we're getting a bunch of questions about about cats. Uh, being being new to the to the pet space myself, I'm you know, just think of dog grooming. And as this is, you know, getting more and more popular, we're starting to ask that in our interview questions. Hey, do you work with cats? And we have a lot of customers just organically asking about it. And and I believe in the the sub industry of of animal grooming, cat grooming is the fastest growing in that sector. So. Really, really kind of interesting, and it's definitely an opportunity, and it's something we, we need to take seriously. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny. Like, I mean, obviously dogs are, are you know, it is it is hounds and hops, but I think we are going to have to make some serious concessions for, for our cat friends, too. I mean, to kind of give you a little more context, too, Corbin, of, of why we kind of picked the place that we're doing our flagship store uh, and our, our, our launching house and hops is that literally above us, we're in this 40 story building right now, kind of on the plaza, the, the main street level, but right above us is like a beehive of all of these workers there. And they're all like from banks, insurance companies, uh, tech companies, startups. And it's interesting. One might ask, well, like, why would you put a grooming shop in, in some, in a building like this or build these the dog parks here as well is that it's, it, it really comes out of out of COVID. It's really we're just we're just uh, we're meeting a need because think about like a year ago, people were probably still working at home. Um, their dogs have to see them all day, every day, throughout the day, and vice versa. But now people are starting to come back to the office, and and above us again, you know, there's probably I'd say 3,500 people right yeah. above us right now working yeah. in their offices, and their dogs are either at home by themselves or there at maybe at, at a dog care, daycare or something. But we thought, what a cool idea that if you have need to come back to work, 
what if you brought your dog with you to work every day and you drop them off just like child daycare with us and then you can go visit them at lunch you can and then and then this is where the hospitality comes in corbin is that now we have a perfect yappy hour like people can come down when they're done with work pick up their dog and have a couple beers and then take some beer to go and it's like a one-stop shop so we're we're, we're really positioning the, the the canine campus hounds and hops as an, an employee benefit for all the people that work in this building. And it, you really shouldn't look at the services that and you know, the setting that we offer any differently than a, a gym membership that you would subsidize for your employees to keep them healthy and keep working. So why not incorporate pets into that as well? And you're trying to get people back into the office. This is a, and, and having a pet is a huge friction point for people to go back full time into the office. So. Let's, as an employer, let's take that away. Let's offer this service and make it fun for everybody. This is a genius idea because, as you know, the pet industry (laughs) is a multi-billion dollar industry. Well, and that's when we we first started doing this. And again, with Bob, you know, I'm like, well, how how does this look on paper? Like, how does this, you know, what does a performer look like for the dog care industry? And then, interestingly enough, what else is another billion dollar industry is the craft beer industry. Oh so what God. if we just smash these oh two together? Yeah. And so all of our all of our programs, all of our marketing, all of our stuff is combining these two industries. And Bob Bob touched on it before about our dog characters. We literally have dog characters that will and if you visit our social media, our, our Instagram page and our website as well, you can meet almost like McDonald's characters. We have actual rescue dogs that will fetch you the right style of beer that you want. We have Stella, who's a golden retriever. She's a rescue golden retriever, and she loves all light light beers, like Belgians and wheats and Hefeweizens. Oh We've got God. Buddy, who's gluten-free. Yeah. and like Buddy, Buddy's a Snowser mix from the City Buffalo Animal Shelter. He's gluten-free, and he's a real Johnny Appleseed, <laughs> so he'll guide you to the best cider you want to drink. We've got Sophie, who's like this kind of frou-frou doodle kind of dog. Uh, she's an Aussie doodle, doesn't like beer at all, but um, she'll tell you what kind of what kind of seltzer that you should be drinking, or or maybe guide you to a nice bottle of wine. So, and again, these are all shelter dogs. So we're, we've had the opportunity mm. to now kind of creatively. And you you mentioned before, Corbin, of, of like, you know, my past experience working in television and, and doing creative arts and stuff like that. And much, you know, you and I have very similar backgrounds in that. But the um, but that's what is fun about that is I can take all those experiences that that we you and I both experienced working in t- and kind of be like let's kind of like recreate these fun things but in, into an actual business. Yeah, I think so. Speaking from me, I never thought in a million in a million years that my wife and I would own a wine tour company in Idaho. Yeah, not not in a million years. But I think right. it's a. I never thought that. And I don't think Bob's wife or or, or yeah. even my girlfriend thought that like two middle-aged guys opening up a grooming shop, <laughs> yeah, a dog shop, whatever happens. So life's funny that way. But you know what? It's just, like we said. This is like, and again, it's the way life takes you. It's super. But we've been having a blast. Just like I know that you guys have a blast with with the mind tour company. Too. I don't at all. Um, and I've been it, not at all, like, Jared. I've been trying to get fired yeah. from that for years. I very rarely <laughs> take a tour out. I get so many requests and I tell them, no, don't re- please. No. And my wife, sometimes she'll put me on the schedule. We have an employees for that, but no, that's funny that you're like, we still love it. Give it five years. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Well, no. five, five years from now, we'll have empire far ago. So yeah, I was just, 
Yeah, I just, I, yeah, like I, I just mentioned that I never thought my life would go in the direction, but I think it's important to talk maybe about people who want to work with animals to look into multiple streams of income and look into being an entrepreneur because I feel like no one talks about, I guess we're, we're getting better at it as an industry, but nobody talks about these zoo jobs or animal jobs where people just, it's hard to make a living or a sustainable living yeah. working these jobs. And I mean, I have friends in the industry who are keepers who you go on Instagram and it's like, oh, they have all these, I mean, they're like, you know, with all these amazing animals and then yet they have to work like a second job, you know, just to try to support themselves. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you, you bring up a really excellent point, and, and we've actually talked about this before. Um, you know, and, and Bob, if you want to uh, dive in about kind of like what our the culture not not only like our, our culture for our customers is one thing, but also like a culture for like just like our team. You know, we're like we're kind of creating a culture which is an alternative to, let's say, um, you know, let's say working at, at like a zoo or vet in the office or you know some of these other like. Uh, uh, you know, more, um, you know, low hanging fruit, like, or like jobs that you would think of right away. We're kind of creating a little bit of a different environment because we're, we're trying to like get people that a, um, have a little, can, can grow on some different skill levels. Like, you know, animal care is obviously our number one priority, but also too, because we're, it's customer service too, and it's presentation and there's a lot of aspects of this. So, I mean, Bob, how would you consider like, as we're building like our team, like, what do we typically look for and how, how do we want um, our, our employee team to be? The, the obvious answer there is you know, a wild, you know, passion for, for animals and not just dogs. But we want people that are people people as well, where it's very customer focused, very customer centric. Um, we want people that can kind of cross both lines um, and we want people that are going to be public facing. So with the campus concept that we have in the multitude of service lines we're going to have there's tons of opportunity it's not like we just go out there and we're only looking for dog groomers right now because our salon's open and it just opened november 1st we're looking for people that are going to fit into behavioral type programs that are, that we're looking for people that could just be a bartender more on the hospitality side so i think it gives us a much wider spectrum of to, to really focus and get the right person get the right character person and uh, in, to, you know, help us grow the brand and, and get this thing really rocking and rolling. Yeah, and I think this plays into what Corbin had just kind of, uh, he touched on before about, you know, avoiding that burnout, avoiding, and, and being able to provide people with not only an opportunity to kind of, you know, not do the same thing every day, all day, but also have opportunities to make more money. And, and you know what I'm saying? Like, let's say if you're, if you're like uh, working with dogs during, throughout the day, and, you know, at a very competitive salary or, or hourly, but then, you know, you're also getting cross-trained where it's like, okay, well, maybe I'm going to learn a little bit about the beer industry. And, and as Bob said, maybe, you know, bartend a little bit, you know, and then maybe learn how to dog, you know, groom a dog. So that's where we, we want to build like this really fun team of people that not only are really talented at a particular skill, but are also very willing to learn and, and, and as Bob said too, also be very forward facing and working with the public. But then, and then in return, we can provide them opportunities to just constantly be supplementing their income as much as or as little as they want. The, the, the better job we do from a business model standpoint of 
providing high quality services and experiences, the more profitable we'll become as a company, but then the more we can actually give back to our employees and compensate and invest in them. And that I think that's a big difference where people get caught up in providing maybe one or two service lines. And it just it's very limiting to the company, it's very limiting to the employee, but the more we're able to broaden that experience and that profitability, you, you take a job that it was something traditionally where uh, it's, it's a passion, I love being around animals, but I need to go outside of the industry to supplement my income so I can pay my bills. All of a sudden you start eliminating that and you're, you create you know, something much, much better. And I think it helps rekindle people's passion for why they got into this in the first place because you love animals. Yeah. So yeah. are you, Jared, are you really going to be high? Are you going to really be behind the, the glass grooming the dogs? Like, can I call and say, can I please have Jared Miller groom my dog? Yeah. Do you know how to groom a dog? Yeah, that... Oh, you're so full of it. You know how to groom a dog? I'll figure it out. I mean, I'll leave you the most or the least expensive because yeah. your dog will come back all like, yeah. messed we, we'll up. Another groomer coming behind you and clean yeah. up the mess. I'll have a stunt double. A stunt. Stunt. <laughs> By the way, this, this is Chris. Speaking of dog groomers, this is Christina. She's our she's our lead our lead groomer. Do you see her back there? Hi, Christina. How are you doing? Yeah. She's hanging out. Yeah, waiting for. Uh, she, she's got, she has a she's got a little pup on the way. But it's amazing. We've been open a month, and um, I mean, we definitely have. We've met so many cool dogs. And another neat thing that we've been able to do, seeing like with any business, it's like obviously you have your little bit of ramp up and, and you know, we're very new to this particular type of the dog care industry. Um, but what's been nice is we've been building a clientele rel relatively quickly, but to supplement like the times that, you know, even with Christina working here, it's given us the opportunity to give back almost immediately. So we, we, we started a really good partnership with the city of Buffalo Animal Shelter, which is a city, you know, essentially a city pound. Um, and, you know, a lot of their breed, a lot of their dogs there, um, you know, they come in, you, some of them are just found on the street, like you think of any kind of urban area. And we're able to, uh, Christina comes in and we, we kind of, as a company, we kind of, uh, because they're, they're a groomer and we, we, we're their champion and we take their dogs in. So when we don't have an appointment, you know, Christina's right there to groom that dog and get it ready to get adopted. So we've been have a pretty packed schedule because, uh, you know, half our clientele are, are dogs ready to get adopted until Man. we build up our thing. But we'll still continue that. I still want a photo of you with shears and like a big poodle, Jared. You have to send it to me. I'm serious. I, I need I need a picture for the I need a picture for the cover of this podcast. Bob, I'm depending on you. Jared with some shears. I will not disappoint. I think, I think, <laughs> Corbin, I think you need a picture to replace the, Do you still have a picture of me on, on your bedroom wall? Of course I do. I have two. One signed. <laughs> tell, tell, Bob what that, tell Bob what that picture is. What's I can't picture? even imagine. Oh, I'm so kidding. I, I'm kidding. I don't have a photo of you, really. Oh, the, the sexiest, the people sexiest alive? Is that what you have? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so here, at the stage, we're, we're in Park City. It's, it's me, my girlfriend I was dating at the time. Uh, Corbin and his wife were all hanging out in a hot tub drinking wine. And then all of a sudden, Corbin goes, "Hey, I got a picture of you hanging up. It's your People magazine yep. sexiest <laughs> right here. I wish I had it right there. That's so funny. Wait, is wait is the girlfriend no more? Yeah, she's she's gone. She what happened? <laughs> I don't know. She. <laughs> talking to Sam she's like oh make sure to tell Jared's girlfriend she's like wait are they still together I was like I don't know we'll ask oh my gosh yeah I, I traded I traded for a dog grooming shop oh my I'm married God. to this now 
Harvey, you know me. I'm married married to my work. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. Uh, Wow. Okay, so let's talk about the do's and don'ts when you bring your dog to a dog park. How about that? Wouldn't that be really fun to talk about, like, what to do and what not to do? This would be this would be grand. Glad Christina's back here too, because I can you know I can refer to to her as well. Sure. So the do's and don'ts for your dog. So I don't know, Bob. You want to take this one? <laughs> That's literally Jared said. I don't know. Let's ask the fan, finance guy. Bob, take it. Let's ask the finance guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> That's the worst when you're on the. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What was that? No, I was just saying that's the worst when you're asked a question you don't know and you're like, oh my God, how are we going to answer this? Go ahead, Bob. Jump it off on Bob. I can tell you what I do when I go to a dog park with my dog. That sounds, that sounds <laughs> I great, I always, always show up with them on a leash. Yeah. Okay. Poop, plenty of poop bags. Um, and we show up ready to have a good time. So yeah. Um, yeah. that's something that, you know, we're, we're going to be rolling that out. It, it, it's going to start with dog daycare first in our, in our open dog park area. Um, so we'll, inf- you know, have all the typical standard, uh, sorry, all the background noise here. No worries. Um, we'll have all the standard protocols that you would have at a normal dog park. As far as, you know, in the evenings, we're going to have and rely heavily on our Bark Rangers, which is kind of a fun branding piece that we have. Um, these will be our staff that are actually in the park supervising the dogs, highly visible. One thing that I noticed a lot of places that we've gone to is you don't know who's working there. You know, it's, and uh, that's one piece that, that we will have is like very visible branded Hounds and Hops Bark Rangers um, that'll be supervising the dogs. Take a little pressure off the dog owner. They can have a beer. They can have some food and relax a little bit more than if they're just going to be that, that typical kind of helicopter dog parent. Yeah. Did, did you yeah, say bark, rangers bark, be, I mean, like bark ranger? That's so yeah, good. Yeah, bark ranger. Yeah. That's so yeah, good. So the bark rangers, I mean, that's... It's a thing now, Corbin. Like we we we've definitely kind of created. Uh, we've got our own vernacular now. So we have yeah. Bark Ranger, we have Bark Tent. We have yeah. We have, every, we have everything. Do you have we, have? we have even our beer characters. Even our beer characters. Our beer is is called. It's called the pick of the litter. Uh, pick. So when you go when you go get a, you're actually picking from the litter. And the beer is the litter. Oh my god. That's yeah. yeah that's really good. Do you have, yeah, we've been putting a lot of thought. In. Do you have pooper scoopers? Yeah. You have to at Hounds and Hops. People dedicated. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've got. A, oh, well, that's what a, that's one of the bark ranger roles. So the, we we look at a bark ranger role as like you know kind of like your 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 stepping stone to other other aspects within the company. So you know, and that's what's neat. So a bark ranger could be right out of high school, he maybe be out of like a, an animal program or have a little bit. But that, the bark ranger is going to be a really really fun position because they're going to have to kind of learn a little bit of everything but then we're also going to give them the opportunity to then if they want to learn how to groom if they want to learn how to do more hospitality stuff if they want to you know do dog walking you know we're, that's what's so fun about having all these services so so corbin kind of a funny story right now i'll, I'll call christina our, our, our dog groomer she's kind of our pooper scooper and she's we've had to put her to work a couple times but yesterday i had i can honestly say as a as a dryer finance guy i've not had this experience yet in my life i was I was at our front counter and, you know, we're bringing a dog in from the shelter for, you know, complimentary bath, bathroom and to get this little, this guy uh, uh, adopted. And what does he do? He's, as he's sniffing and walking around the studio, I have my, my, my work bag open on the floor. He kindly walked up and uh, lifted his leg to it and oh. filled my work bag with urine. Oh, so my I can God. Honestly, Bob, what did you do? That was, a, that was a first for me. Were you? So were- I kind of started yelling. 
I called for the pooper scooper, and she had, all she did was hand me a roll of, of uh, paper towels. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'd be so mad. That's so funny. Yeah. Paperwork, laptop, everything. Yeah. Oh, no. It didn't ruin anything, though, did it, Bob? No, I, we, we salvaged Being from Idaho, fellas, I have to ask you, are we going to have some French fries on the menu? Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> okay, good. I'm just—I didn't know if we'd have a full menu. Look, you're looking at Bob. Like Bob, do you got, are you gonna have a full menu too? Food? You don't know. Bob um, doesn't know. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. We're gonna start with the hot dog bar. What we'll definitely hot also dog offer bar. some some tasty sides, maybe even some tater tots. You know, those are my favorite. Oh, those are good. You could fly me in, and I could be your French fry, you know, expert <laughs> and consultant, and I could let you know. I could let you know how to make fry sauce. Do you guys know what fry sauce is? It's a legit thing. What? You, you mean like, so fry, is it like a mix of ketchup and something? Yeah, ketchup it? and mayonnaise. It's a huge deal here in, uh, in, in the West. Well, I, I, well, you knew this, that you knew, I think I, we had this conversation. You know, I only eat French fries with mayonnaise. I don't No, we never had this. I never, I would have remembered this. What? I do like gravy too. Yeah, he's but a big, I'm, big I'm, gravy guy. That's big that gravy. that's a New Jersey thing. What is it? Disco fries? I've had that at a few diners in Jersey. What is that? Where they yeah. just put a uh, bunch of uh, cheese and yeah. and crap and like it, it literally looks like a big pile of slop. It's delicious. Well, Corbin, have you ever have you ever been to Buffalo before? I think you'd actually really like it. Yeah, I, I know we've talked about you coming and visiting. Yeah, well, you and the girlfriend, but right. now she's gone. We were gonna go on a double date. Remember, we were. <laughs> I'll get, don't, Corbin, you know me. I'll have a new girlfriend by the, if you, if you guys come next month, I'll have a new girlfriend for you guys. <laughs> we were supposed to do a double date. You know, you could be our third wheel or we could invite Bob. Bob could come with us. <laughs> yeah, we could do, hey, whatever. But I'll tell you what, but you guys got to come to Buffalo because I think, I think you guys have a blast. I mean, there's so much fun. I know, I know the wife will love, I know the social scene here in Buffalo is really cool. And we're kind of, kind of playing on that a little bit and, and bringing that to the dogs as well. Because what's so funny is that for as fun of a, of a city and as a friendly and social uh, of a place that Buffalo and Western New York really, it's a very nice, fun place to live, despite what you hear about the weather. Um, the weather is like, it's such a small thing compared to how great it is living in Western New York. But the, um, but you know, we, we realized that we were looking at some point, it, it really kind of uh, ranks pretty low as a dog friendly city. It was like 99 on a list of 100 unfriendly cities for dogs. Oh, no. And we wanted to change that. Yeah, so we wanted to change that. And we know that Buffalo is a great place for people. So we wanted to say, well, how do we change that? So we're ultimately, the whole point of this, one of the major points is, is redefining what dog friendly is here in Buffalo. And we're just going to take you know the space that we have available to us and the ideas that we have and really create uh, a place where it's like, essentially, we want to have Dog City USA right wow. here in Buffalo. Wow, that's a and how much? And in, in our 30, I was gonna ask, how much snow do you guys have right now? Believe it or not, just a well, couple inches. Just right? a couple inches. Yeah, yeah just a couple yeah. inches. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's not so bad. Come yeah. on, it's not so bad. I mean, I saw I saw no snow. I was I was in California yesterday, and then I got home this morning at six in the morning, oh. and um, oh. I just had to shovel. I mean, I just just a little bit of shoveling, a little bit of snowballing. I mean, it's not Christmas yet, so. Oh my God! Well, I remember. But, but that's, but when we got back from Park City, you had messaged me, and you guys had a horrible snowstorm. And there was like, I don't even know, five or six feet of snow where you lived. It was insane. That that was last year, because that that was 
that was really, really bad. And, and last year was kind of an anomaly. It, we do get these blizzards. I mean, I, you know, they, it usually happens every five to ten years, but last year we had a really, really bad blizzard. Um, and it, it does happen. And because, I, like I said, we live on Lake, on Lake Erie, mm. and the Great Lakes are so vast that they literally create, like, it, the lake is what creates the weather. So it could literally be, you know, 50 degrees and sunny, and one minute, and like two minutes later, it drops down to 30 and it starts snowing. Oh. So the the weather is pretty erratic. Um, yeah, it's wild. Wow. It's so wild. so it's kind of yeah. So that's why we're kind of focusing, especially for here in Buffalo, on an indoor dog park model. Which, by the way, uh, when you guys come and visit, you know, hopefully you guys can come for it. <laughs> hopefully you'll have a girl. Hopefully you have a girlfriend by then, so we can do a double date. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, no problem. And, uh, <laughs> But but the funny thing about about when we built this this thing, not only is it going to be an absolute dog Wonka land. I mean, we're going to have twirly slides the dogs can go down. We're going to. I mean, this is going to be. It's going to be wild. And and at the square footage that we're developing, we've also realized that it's potentially going to be the largest of its kind in North America. It's going to be the biggest. So we're all going to have it right here, right here in our in our hometown. Do you guys it's already? Super exciting. Friend. Do you already have a a, a TikTok account? Because I could just see this blowing up. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny that you mentioned. And of course, Corbin. I mean, Corbin is a master at at, at social media. And a ma- I mean, he's created. I mean, Corbin, you don't even leave your your house. Well, you, you make I me mean, sound like a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> we just got back from Africa. <laughs> Like we, no, it's like, yeah. So it, yeah, Corbin, Corbin basically, you know, he has created an entire, and we, cause we come from a, Corbin and I come from a past of like traditional media where it was like going on. You've traveled, you go to California to do a talk show, you go and you do a production, but now you're hitting the nail on the head, buddy. Cause, and I think I know where you're going with, with the TikTok account is like, we can create our own little dog world virtual dog world on social media that I think people are going to really love without even leaving the footprint of this building. 100%. You know, much like you created the animal kingdom and created the Corbin Maxi, you know, brand right here. Is it? I, I love it. Like, so, so of course we're going to come up with some really creative content. We're going to come up with some fun things. And, and this is what's going to make it fun is that we're combining dog care and dog fun with beer fun. I mean, mm. we're taking two really fun, topics and subjects and smashing them into some really i think and with your help i think i'm, I'm going to be need your advice on this oh how, how to make this as, as my exactly help oh and, and corbin you might actually catch a reel with jared uh you know clipping a clipping dog, a dog yeah <laughs> i please no you seriously should do it I, i'm excited jared i'm always here if you need help with any social media so are you holding your dream of opening a zoo on pause is that now being taken over by hounds and hops or what is that like? Where where is that? No, it, it's still it's still a, it's still a good balance. And I think even like when the last time when we saw each other uh, in Utah, it was like it, it's such an undertaking. So so the whole development. I mean, who? I mean, we've traveled to all these zoos and parks and places, and mm-hmm. we've gone to Africa and like we we see how all these places are built. I mean, and pretty much everywhere that we go, most of these places have been around for at least fifty years. Like mm-hmm. really, it's very rare in, in modern times building one of these these preserves from the ground up and from mm-hmm. taking it from paper to an actual thing. So in addition to um, just what it takes to develop this, it's also the time it takes. So literally we're putting a pause, I wouldn't say a pause, I mean, it's still, 
we're working on it as, as much as this, but we've kind of, and that's where, how kind of House Hops was born too, because when Bob and I, we'd, we'd spent about a year um, working on the Empire Preserve project in a lot of different respects, traveling to zoos and, and, and um, meeting with, you know, different people and, and investors, architects and planners and politicians and all, like, all that goes into what it takes to, to launch a project like that. And that's, and again, it's only a 33 acre uh, footprint for that model. But while, I mean, it's taken almost a year just to get renderings of what the park's going to look like, which we do, which we do have now. So during all that kind of time in between, that's how Hans and Hops was born. It's like, you know what, we've got all these great ideas. We got, you know, it's just, things are taking so long. What can we do now that we can speed up and then that's where Hounds and Hops, it really, and again, we saw a need, an immediate need, and then we, we worked very hard and very quickly to make it a reality, and hence uh, Hounds and Hops is born. That's awesome. Well, can you guys stay for the after show? Because, Jared, I have a question. I want to ask where you see the television industry going and presenting animals on TV, but I want to save that for our Patreons only. So can you stay for the after show? You got it, buddy. If you want to join the after show, all you have to do is head on over to patreon.com slash animals to the max and listen to the full episode. Thanks, guys, for coming on the show. Jared, it's so cool to reconnect with you. And congrats on this once again, Hounds and Hops in Buffalo, New York. So much fun. And, and, and if we can encourage your audience to you know, follow us on instagram we've got already some fun content are we going it's going to evolve into uh, even more fun stuff in the very short because it's interesting even here in buffalo we have access to just really interesting things like for example like did you know that milk bone dog biscuits are made here in buffalo no idea i didn't know that's no yeah. that's huge we have some in our, in our cupboard yeah and that, and that a lot of the big beer companies and stuff are all are all based here so what's fun is like yeah we're going to have some really fun partnerships not only like our our you know, shelters and groups that we work with dogs, but there's also coincidentally a lot of potential for some really fun corporate partners here in Buffalo, which might help with uh, launching our brand and, and keeping uh, keeping our content really fresh and fun. That's awesome. All right, let's head on over to the after show. Thanks for listening to the Animals to the Max podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends and family. Also, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. It really helps me out. As always, if you have any guest suggestions, if you want to email me personally, head on over to CorbinMaxi.com. And if you haven't already, check out our social channels. You can follow me at CorbinMaxi on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll talk to you next time.